What's going on, FCS football fans? Welcome to the FCS Opening Drive Podcast, presented by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting and Football Game Plan. This is David Hassegan here, and with me, as always, the czar of the playbook, Emery Hunt. Emery, how you doing? Doing all right, Dave. How's it going over there? Oh, you know, we're just, you know, what, three-fourths of the way through our podcasts? You know, it, it's crazy. We're, we're, what, two weeks, three weeks away from the football season. We're counting down August 24th. First game coming up in two weeks. It's hard to believe. And, folks, if you haven't listened to your podcast, what have you been doing? You can, you can listen to them for free. You go to iTunes or SoundCloud, search Football Game Plan in the podcast section, and you can listen to all of our preview podcasts along with all the other information that Emery is providing for you for the NFL, college football, whatever you want to learn. You can also go to footballgameplan.com, youtube.com slash footballgameplan, where Emerald will be uploading videos for all of your subjects from the NFL to college, whatever you want. We have it here on demand here at Football Game Plan. This is our 2019 Pioneer League preview. We've done everything from the Big Sky to the Patriot League. Again, you can listen back on those podcasts anywhere, anytime on SoundCloud. But here we are, the Pioneer League, Emery, and let's get into it because kind of a unique uh, a unique atmosphere in the Pioneer League. The only conference without any athletic scholarships uh, provides a little bit more of a challenge to be sure. But last year, a solid year for the Pioneer League, over half of the conference was over 500. Uh, San Diego leading the way, Stetson with a very surprising year. Uh, good years for Drake, Davidson, and Dayton as well. Pioneer League stepping up a little bit here. Yeah, especially when you look at the fact that this was a league that we used to talk about as only a three-team league, San Diego, Dayton, and sometimes Butler. But the the amount of depth and talent throughout the course of this, the, you know, the time we've been doing these podcasts and doing this show, you know, we've seen the, the talent level increase in the Pioneer League. And, you know, next year they're going to get uh, Presbyterian, which puts their footprint in South Carolina. But as of right now, you know, by this conference being, by this league being from California all the way to Florida, it's good to see the talent, you know, be evenly dispersed. And this is a national conference, in my opinion, because Mm. the footprint is national. So I'm not surprised to see the talent level get up there. But I like the fact that there's parity now in the Pioneer League. There's certainly parity. I mean, San Diego, again, last year was certainly... Uh, the team to beat when 8-0 in conference play, but only 9-3 and overall. But where in the world did the Stetson Hatters come from? 8-2. and Stetson was a joke two years ago. Now they're second in the conference. What happened with Stetson and Drake as well? Really good years from them. Well, it's all a testament to recruiting and developing. So when you have guys that are that are on campus for four and five years, and we know the Pioneer League is similar to the Ivy League in the sense that they can get those fifth-year guys uh, because of the way they don't redshirt and things of that nature. So, yes, you have veteran teams. Guys are, are getting developed. The coaching is great top to bottom. And so you're going to have teams that are going to make that come up. But it was good to see Stetson, who quietly produced two pro players, one uh, that uh, is more recent than Donald Parham, who's the tight end, who's now with the Washington Redskins. And Donald mm-hmm. Payne was a guy – uh, a guy a couple years ago who was a four-time All-American, the FCS Troy Palomalo, they call him. Uh, he was with Jacksonville, and I believe he's still with either Jacksonville or with another team, but he's still in the NFL. So the fact that this is a, a non-scholarship league, the fact that these guys are still getting developed and going to the pro game, Eric Salbert just got traded to the New England Patriots. Yeah. And, you know, He was a Drake Bulldog. So 
we've seen these guys be able to put talent in the league. And so I'm excited to see what they can do for 2019. Certainly so. And let's talk about San Diego for a little bit, though. This is a team, I mean, it doesn't matter really what year or who's second place. San Diego has always been at the top. What do you think has led to their success for this long? Is it simply because of the geographical area being in California? Or is it something else do you think that's led to their success? Well, I just think that it's coaching and having a a plan in place and a a program, a real legit program where you're going to bring guys in, you're going to develop guys. And we talk about the NFL, Ross Dwelly is currently starring for the 49ers during preseason. Um, Jamal Agnew was an all-pro as a rookie. Both guys are University of San Diego products. So the recruiting, the coaching, the development is there. And, yes, it's beautiful out there in San Diego. So why wouldn't you want to go out there and play your college football? 75 degrees all year round. Amazing facilities, a great place to play. And when you think about Southern California, you really only have uh, San Diego State. You have... Uh, UCLA, USC, and San Diego. So the the amount of talent by the sheer population size in California, it's not surprising that they have good talent on that Terrero squad. Absolutely. And let's move into some of the best players that are going to be coming back for 2018 now that we'll be facing San Diego. Really, San Diego a solid team all around um, in every position, but Michael Bandy is certainly going to be a star this year going into his senior season. Uh, 14 touchdown catches last year, 88 receptions for almost 1,700 yards. Those numbers are absolutely ridiculous in a conference that's really known for the running game. And I know you got a couple running backs that you're keeping an eye on as well. Well, first of all, Bandy is a guy that's on the Senior Bowl watch list or the small school watch list for the Senior Bowl. So he's very highly thought of. Wesley Duggar is another one that's very highly thought of out mm-hmm. of Davidson. And when you talk about a guy that can hurt you in so many different ways as a runner, big fan of what he does. And now he's paired up with the head coach that I like, you know, that was coming from Lex Vegas, as we used to call it. <laughs> he called it down in uh, Washington and Lee and Scott Abel. So that running game, that scheme fits perfectly with what Duggar does well. And he should have another banner season this year. Well, you talk about the running back scene. I was talking about another running back, and that's Calvin Turner Jr., uh, out of Jacksonville, 206 carries last year for over 1,400 yards, 17 touchdowns. He actually outdid Duggar in terms of the scoring department, uh, but certainly another running back to keep an eye on. And I want to, on the offensive side of the ball, Jack Cook, the uh, sophomore quarterback for Dayton. Last year is a true freshman, 20 touchdowns and just two interceptions. Very impressive numbers for a freshman quarterback. I think he's going to have a big year. What about the defensive side of the ball, though? Because that's always been a kind of a questionable part of the Pioneer League. They can produce offense, but not much on defense. Well, defensive back Luke Sennett out of uh, Butler is one to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of those guys that can do a good job in, in making plays, always around the football. But I just think the tight end position is, is is a good one. Adam Troutman out of Dayton, another guy that's on that Senior Bowl preseason watch list for small college prospects. He's a flex tight end. He's what they like in, in, in the NFL. You know, these guys that can be bigger wide receivers, essentially. So for him... Again, another tight end prospect coming out of this conference. We're talking about a couple of guys already that are on the Senior Bowl watch list. That's the highest all-star postseason all-star game that's out there right now, and they're coming out of the Pioneer League. Which is kind of crazy to think about. I'm going to talk about a guy that's going to be trying to uh, stop these tight end prospects from getting so many catches, and that's Will Warner, uh, the defensive back out of Drake, the senior. 50 tackles last year, nothing to write home about, but 80 interceptions in one season certainly is. So he's going to be... Certainly someone that offensive coordinators are going to be sweating over uh, whenever they face Drake. 
Uh, again, folks, this is the 2019 Pioneer League preview here on the Football Game Plan FCS Opening Drive podcast presented by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Let's move forward now to 2019 Emory, and we've got a couple of new head coaches to talk about here in the Pioneer League. And we're going to start at Drake uh, with Todd Stepsis taking over his first season. He's brought in a whole new coaching staff for the Drake Bulldogs. Um, his first head coaching job, he was the defensive coordinator at Drake for the past four seasons. So certainly some continuity coming in for this team. Continuity is king, and Drake defensively should be better this year. More questions about their offense, in my opinion, but I love the continuity because, again, the message stays the same. The philosophy can be a little bit different, but for the most part, it probably will be the same, and that can help yield this this team uh, in, in having success in 2019 with a first-year head coach. And Drake certainly had that. They're building on the success from last year. They were 7-4 and four and 6-2 and two in conference, which was good for them to uh, – Time for second in conference play, third overall. The other head coach to talk about is at Valparaiso. Uh, Landon Fox goes in for his first season as the head coach. He also has a brand new staff at Valparaiso. Chris Limbach and Brian Daugherty taking over the offense and defense, respectively. What, is the, what do you think the uh, the options are for Valpo, who finished just 2-9 and nine last year? Do you think there's um, some upswing here? I believe so. Six starters on offense, returning five on defense. And we know Coach Cicchini, who's now with Bucknell, recruited really well there. So there are some pieces in place to work with, and I think he'll be able to do fine his first season as, as well. Certainly no respect for uh, Valparaiso, though. They were tied for last with Moorhead State in the uh, Pioneer League preseason coaches poll, uh, which was released on, Janu- on July the 30th. Uh, but hopefully some good seasons for both of those first-year head coaches uh, going into their first jobs. And let's talk about some of the storylines for 2019. Obviously, San Diego is going to just reload and reload. This is what they do. The question is, is there any staying power in the two teams that were finished behind them last year? Stetson kind of came out of nowhere. Drake has been building nicely. I wonder if either of these teams has the staying power to stay up there for another season with pressure coming from programs like Dayton and even Davidson. Well, you always want to know how a team handles success. And that's why when you look at Stetson, you're like, man, okay, great breakout season. Flirted with the playoff bird if they were able to, you know, knock off a team and, and win uh, the conference. So can they handle success? Coach Hughes has done a great job in his six seasons building up that program. Uh, but can they handle success? They got nine guys returning on defense. So that'll be fun to watch. And Drake, again, losing your quarterback, Grant Kramer, who's mm-hmm. off to the pros. You know, he's either I, I want to say he's in the CFL or he is. uh on the XFL circuit, but he's a pro player right now. They lose him, but they do have eight starters returning on offense without a starting quarterback. One of the best ones that was in the Pioneer League, um, mm-hmm. a really good passer. So you worry about that. I'm more interested in what Davidson can do to build off, like, again, we talked about the success. Can they handle success? Well, Davidson was normally the doormat in this league. Mm-hmm. Last year they broke out. Had a lot of fun. People were talking about Davidson football um, in, in a positive way. And so what can he do for an encore? Can he handle that success and sustain that in head coach Scott Abel's second year at the helm? Certainly. And Davidson definitely figured it out last year in terms of actually getting the wins on the board, finished 6-5. and five. Still couldn't figure out the conference, though. They were only 3-5 and five in conference play. So that's going to be the next step uh, for Coach Abel and his staff to try to get over that hump, get over 500 in conference play. And if they do that, 
we've talked about it. They've got the weapons, certainly. And let's talk about those weapons because the running back display that's going to be in the Pioneer League for 2019 is just going to be tremendous. Between Wesley Duggar, Calvin Turner Jr., uh, Westcott at Stenson, there's there's a, about a dozen running backs. I know you're a fan of the running back play. There's a lot of pro promise out of this conference. Absolutely. We spoke about that earlier, and I think that's going to be one of the things that you, you want to keep an eye on, how how many pro prospects are, are coming out of the Pioneer League, which, again, which speaks to the coaching and development. Case in point, Maris head coach Jim Paraday, 27 seasons in Poughkeepsie, coaching the Red Fox. So I think when you look at that football team, they were young last year. What can they do to, to you know, build on the youthful experience they got last season, they were five and six, I believe, but mm-hmm. five and three in conference play. Yep. So when you have a, a team that's young, but had some success last season, I'm going to be watching what they will do this year with that experience and that youth, because the most dangerous thing to have is youth and experience growing together. And I think that's what the Red Foxes have uh, coming into 2019. I think, certainly think so. There's one point I want to talk about here before we move into some of the big games to watch. And I think that's it's a kind of a concern for the Pioneer League because obviously there was some a lot of talent in this league. They get an automatic bid to the postseason. But it's really the hamstringing that these schools have done to themselves in terms of their scheduling. If you look through any of the schedules, uh, you look at Davidson this year, for example, there's so many D2 and D3 schools that are ending up on Pioneer League schedules. Davidson, Virginia Lynchburg, and West Virginia Wesleyan. Um, Stetson has got a couple of teams on their schedule where you look at it and you're like, is this a D1 college? they got Louisiana College, Western New England University, who, which is up from my neck of the woods, North Carolina Wesleyan. Do you think this is a, a problem that the Pioneer League has to address? Well, it's part of the non-scholarship you know, situation. And I know the Ivy League does things differently. Uh, they are more... It, I don't know. I don't want to call them a power five, but they are unique in a sense that they can schedule stronger out of conference foes as opposed to your pioneer leagues, which is why you mm. see them scheduling division three programs like Louisiana college, like North Carolina Wesling. Um, you know, I, I get why they do it. It's a, it's a, it's a matchup thing, but if they want to get that, that non comp that I'm um, sorry, that at large bid, in addition to the, the conference winner, they got to start scheduling stronger out of conference. And, you know, certain teams do. We've seen San Diego go to Cal Poly. We've seen them come all the way out east and play Princeton. Mm-hmm. Um, so certain teams do it. But, you know, I can understand why most teams in the Pioneer League don't. But don't let that fool you because there are still some teams that can go out there. Dayton used to be one of those teams that can go and win out of conference. Um, yeah. You know, so – we, we've seen it happen before. San Diego is the most recent uh, you know, example. They've actually gone into the playoffs and won games. Yep. So we've seen these, these teams do it. Um, I get why they do it uh, you know, as far as the scheduling, as far as scheduling is concerned. But if they want to get that at-large bid and really make this a power league, they have to start, uh, you know, to your point, scheduling better outside of it. You could argue that that's the reason Stetson didn't make the playoffs last year, even though they were eight and two and six and two in conference was the schedule. You mentioned Dayton, by the way, their first game is at Indiana State this year. As we get into some of the big games, let's talk some of the big games from this year. I think that's a great one. Dayton, a team that's usually a power in this league. Uh, They've kind of fallen off a little bit, but they were six and five last year. They take on an Indiana State team. Talk about a team that came out of nowhere last season uh, from the Missouri Valley. 
huge test for Indiana State and for Dayton, respectively. I have Davidson with two games, and it's because of the contrast in styles. They say styles make fights. Mm. They open up against Georgetown. Great offense versus great defense, right? Yes. That's going to be a great game to watch. And that one usually was a Georgetown victory. Not so much now because Davidson is a little bit better than the Davidson of old. So that's the first game I want to talk about. That's August 31st and September 21st at Campbell. So another strong defensive football team and Davidson's great offense. It's going to be fun to watch those two games because of the chess match and the contrast in styles. I've got an early in-conference game that I'm actually looking at, and that's a week three, Stetson at Marist. We talked about how good Stetson was last year. Was it a fluke? Was it not? We're going to get a good idea because Marist, good year in conference last year, five and three, even though they were five and six overall. That's going to be a good measuring stick for both programs as they try to vie for maybe unseating San Diego from the top of the uh, of the mountain here in the Pioneer League. I also think San Diego at Cal Poly in their opening game. That could be a very, very interesting contest in state as well. So big for recruiting among the FCS schools. Well, you talk about out of conference play and Maris has two Ivy League schools on there in Dartmouth and Cornell. The first one I'm more interested in, and that's September 21st, because that's a home game for Maris. And if they can find a way, let's say they, they play Georgetown, Stetson, and, and Cornell in that order, you can conceivably say they could be 2-1 and one heading into the meat of conference play. Mm. Um, you know, so I think Maris is probably a, a fly in the ointment team or a team that's probably flying under the radar. That's That Georgetown game also may not be a given. So Maris, again, with the youth, I know they lost Justin Christian, who's off in the NFL and XFL circuit right now. But again... When you have youth and now experience, that's a dangerous combination. So keep an eye on the Red Foxes. I'm not giving away my hot take right now, but that (laughs) right there is a team to keep an eye on. He never gives away his hot take until the very end, folks. He's very good at that. One other game I want to talk about here, and that's in week six, Valparaiso at Drake. Again, we talked about the two first-year head coaches, first head coaching job anywhere at any level. Week six, that's going to be a good measuring point. We're going to know kind of know where these programs are going in direction-wise. Drake was certainly on the upswing last year, Valpo in the downswing. Going into week six when they face each other, that could be a really big deciding game as to where the fortunes of these two programs are going. So that's going to be an interesting game to watch for me. How about the first five games of San Diego's schedule? They may have oh. the toughest schedule in the Pioneer League. They open up at Cal Poly. Then they host Cal Davis. They also host Harvard. Then they have Maris, and then they travel out to North Carolina and play Davidson. Yeah. We'll learn a lot about San Diego in the first month of the season uh, with that schedule. You look at their schedule. I mean, their their away games in conference at Davidson, at Dayton, at Stenson. Uh, And then at the end of the year, they're at Jacksonville. But those three first three away games in conference, those are all going to be massive tests for the Toreros if they're going to hold on to the Pioneer League crown here. One other game I want to talk about as well, I mentioned it really quickly, out-of-conference game, Stetson taking on Western New England. Now, I've made it known on this podcast, my ties to Springfield College, Western New England is our cross-city rival. So, Stetson, if you're listening, crush those Golden Bears. I know we're not supposed to have any bias here, Emery, but please, just, just, just knock Western New England University down a peg or two, please, and thank you. I got to um, tell you, I got I to gotta bring up two other schools, Moorhead State in Kentucky, uh, quietly, they've had a good season, then a bad season, then a good season, 
in a bad season. Yeah. They're coming off of a bad season, which tells me that history tells me that they should have a good year this season, as well as Jacksonville. We Jacksonville quietly could have been put in the mix for, um, you know, those teams that used to rotate at the top. When yeah. Kerwin Bell was the head coach there, you Jacksonville, Butler, and Dayton, and San Diego. Jacksonville used to be a power in the Pioneer League, and they're trying to get back there. I know they are more run-heavy now, so it'll be interesting to see how Moorhead State um, and Coach Rob Tenure's sixth season, how he's going to handle this year as far as coming back from a down season because they've quietly produced some some really good players. You know, they had a really good quarterback last year. A couple years ago, they had a really good receiver. Um, and, and so I, I think Moorhead State is in a tough area of Kentucky because you're kind of mm-hmm. sandwiched in between – you know, all those schools in, you know, Eastern Kentucky, Western Kentucky, UK, Louisville, you kind of sandwiched in between there. Even Cumberland's is somewhere in there. Um, so they have to recruit really well. And so they, when they recruit, they also develop well. So Moorhead State and Jacksonville are two teams that I'm excited to watch this season and see how they re- respond uh, to what they did last year. You mentioned Jacksonville, their first four games of the schedule. You talk about a weird schedule. They start out at Richmond. Very difficult game there. Then they're at Presbyterian. Obviously, that's a good team that's going to be coming into the Pioneer League next season. Then they're home with Dartmouth. Dartmouth has got a really weird schedule to start off the season. But then they have Ave Maria. <laughs> Talk about another D3 school out of absolutely nowhere. Ave Maria is their last out-of-conference game before they start Pioneer League play. So we'll certainly keep an eye on Jacksonville through those first four-game stretch. Maybe maybe not the Ave Maria game. Emory, what, what is your hot take for the Pioneer League for 2019? My hot take is, because see, I don't want to give away the, uh, let's see. You're delaying I'm again. To, You're delaying again. Yeah, I'm again. trying to find the, <laughs> the right way to, to say it without giving away what I really want to say. Oh, but, are we trying to try to get a prediction out of you? Yeah, you almost got a prediction, but I will say this. San Diego won't win the automatic bid. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not going to pry any further because I, I, there is a question I want to ask. Well, because if I said who's going to win the automatic bid, I kind of gave away, you know, because this is not going to be, I don't believe, a two-bid lead now. Oh, okay. So, it, that see, that's the answer that I wanted to ask. Does San Diego even make the playoffs? And that's well, a no. But I was about to say, if, you know, if they're able to make it through that gauntlet of the first five games of their schedule, you know, with a 4-1 and record, mm. you can pretty much – say San Diego has a case, you know, there's they've scheduled that way to try to get the automatic bid, automatic bid if they can't get number one. But True. I think the number one team is, uh, is going to do it in an impressive fashion too. See my hot take. I think you're going to like this one because in a way I agree with you. I don't think San Diego is going to win the conference this year, but I'm going to go a step further and predict the winner. Davidson comes up from six and five and will take the Pioneer League in 2019. San Diego, I think, will finish second. Uh, and then I think it's going to be a dogfight for third between Stetson, Drake, and Dayton, I think, for that third spot. But Davidson, the Wildcats, the doormat of the Pioneer League, will win the crown in 2019. That's my hot take on that one. How is that a hot take? They probably are one of the favorites. Hey, not to win the whole thing. Not against San Diego. Nobody's betting against San Diego. Come on now. <laughs> I'm trying here. Remember, remember, I've had some absolutely flambé hot takes in the previous podcasts. Uh, you picked so, the you picked the potential favorite 
to win the conference. San Diego is the odds-on favorite. And if you don't believe me, you could talk to the preseason coaches poll, which actually had Davidson fifth in the preseason Pioneer League coaches poll. So thank you very much. for San Diego. Hey, they re- like, what did I say before? They always find a way to reload. But I think this year they have a little problem trying to keep up with Davidson's high-powered running offense and Wesley Duggar. Um, folks, before we sign off on this podcast, we do have to make a, a little bit of an apology in this one, folks. Because over the last several podcasts, there's been a running joke going on here about certain people not granting us votes in the top 25 on the FCS stats poll. And Craig Haley has been the butt of that joke for most of the time. Well, we can say that either by pure annoyance or maybe from the fact of the matter is that we didn't know we were getting a vote, we have gotten the vote in the FCS Top 25 uh, FCS Stats poll. Uh, So to Craig Haley, at Craig Haley, we apologize to you. Please accept our zen and come on our podcast later on in the season. Shout out to Uh, Craig Haley. But first, I want to ask this, because Craig already know – you know, we mean well, and we always joke with him. But <laughs> for you, now that you have the the authority of the vote, how did you vote? You want me to go down the I don't top want twenty five. Top twenty five. I want how many Pioneer League teams made it into your top twenty five? When I voted, I only had one. Oh, so you did have a Pioneer League? I team. did. It, see, that's why Craig didn't want to give you a vote. Only one, though. Only one. That's it. I didn't go crazy. I didn't put Stetson in the top 10. Relax over there. So you got uh, Stetson in your top 25? No. No, okay. I do not have Stetson in my top 25. I will not reveal that. I will reveal that at the given time, which will probably be on our FCS 2019 preview show, the big preview show. That'll be coming up, folks, in a couple of weeks' time. We're only a couple of weeks away from the start of the season, so we will have that for you coming up. Um Emery, do you have anything you want to plug here before we sign off of this podcast? Duh. I mean, August 25th, <laughs> pre-order your copy of the Go-Go Offense. Coach Brendan Marion does a great job going through the ins and outs of his offense. The most explosive offense in college football. You can order that at footballgameplan.com slash go-go offense. And don't forget, folks, you can follow us on Twitter for all of your NFL, college football for Emory, you can talk about CFL, anything. He'll he'll have the answers for you. If you want just random hot takes, you can follow me at David underscore Hasagan. And Emory, of course, is at F-Ball Game Plan. Coming up, folks, keep an, an ear out. We have three more previews to go. That's it. Up next will be the SoCon preview. Uh, will Wofford hold their spot at the top of the conference? Then the Southland, the Wild Wild West, which was certainly wild in 2018. What will it be for 2019? And then finally will be the SWAC preview. So listen out for those over the next couple of days. Those will be coming to you. And again, the big preview will be coming out in a couple of weeks. So keep an ear out for that. As for now, for Emery Hunt, this is David Hassagan. Thanks for listening.